Manasura, who possessed 1,000 arms, had learned that his lovely daughter was having a love affair with Aniruddha, the grandson of Krishna. Banasura, fearing for his good reputation, arrested Aniruddha and held him prisoner. When Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and other members of Aniruddha's family heard this, they led an enormous army to Banasura's kingdom, the city of Sanatapura. The fearsome Lord Shiva and his valiant sons Kartikeya and Ganapati came out to lead the fight with Banasura against Krishna and the Yadu dynasty. The fight was to be one of the most ferocious of all time, and the fighting was so fierce that those who saw the battle were struck with wonder and all the hairs on their heads and bodies stood on end. Lord Shiva was engaged in fighting directly with Krishna. Karjuna was battling Kartikeya, and Lord Balaram fought with Balasura's commander-in-chief, Kubanda, who was assisted by Kupakarna. Samba, the son of Krishna, was fighting the son of Banasura, and Banasura himself battled with Satyaka, commander-in-chief of the Yadu dynasty. In this way, the fighting was waged. News of the fighting spread all over the universe. Demigods such as Lord Brahma from the higher planetary systems, along with great sages and saintly persons, Siddhas, Chiranas, and Ganharvas, all being very curious to see this fight between Lord Shiva, Lord Krishna, and their assistants, were hovering over the battlefield in their silent airplanes. Lord Shiva is called Bhutanatha because he is assisted by various types of powerful ghosts and denizens of the inferno like the fearful Bhutas, Pratas, Primathas, Pisakas and the most powerful ghosts, the Brahma Rakshashas. personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, easily drove all these ghosts away from the battlefield by beating them with his celebrated bow, Sarangandu. Lord Shiva then began to release all his selected weapons upon the personality of Godhead. But Lord Sri Krishna, without any difficulty, counteracted all these weapons with his counterweapons. He counteracted the Brahmastra very similar to the atomic bomb by another Brahmastra. When Lord Shiva released a particular weapon, bringing about a violent hurricane on the battlefield, Lord Krishna presented exactly the appropriate equivalent a mountain, which checked the hurricane on the spot. Similarly, when Lord Shiva released his weapon of devastating fire, Krishna counteracted it with torrents of rain. 
at last, when Lord Shiva released his personal weapon called Pasu Patashastra, Krishna immediately counteracted it by the Narayana Shastra. Lord Shiva was quickly becoming exasperated by this fighting with Lord Krishna. Krishna then took this opportunity to release his yawning weapon. When this weapon is released, the opposing party becomes tired, stops fighting, and begins to yawn. Consequently, Lord Shiva became so fatigued that he refused to fight anymore and began to yawn. Krishna was now able to turn his attention from the attack of Lord Shiva to the efforts of Banasura, and he began to kill his personal soldiers with swords and clubs. Meanwhile, Lord Krishna's son, Prajuna, was fighting fiercely with Kartikeya, the commander-in-chief of the demigods. Kartikeya was wounded, and his body was bleeding profusely. In this condition, he left the battlefield and without fighting anymore, rode away on the back of his peacock cane. Similarly, Lord Balaram was smashing Banasura's commander-in-chief, Kubanda, with strokes of his club. Kupakarna was also wounded in this way, and both he and Kubanda fell on the battlefield. Banasura's commander-in-chief was fatally wounded. Then... Lacking the guidance of their commander-in-chief, Banasura's soldiers fled and scattered here and there. When Banasura saw that his soldiers had been defeated, his anger only increased. He thought it wise to stop fighting with Satyaki, Krishna's commander-in-chief, and instead directly attack Lord Krishna himself. Now having the opportunity to use his 1,000 hands, he rushed towards Krishna, simultaneously working 500 bows and 2,000 arrows. Such a foolish person could never measure Krishna's strength. Immediately, without the slightest difficulty, Krishna cut each and every one of Banasura's bows into two pieces. And to prevent him from going further, Krishna made Banasura's chariot horses lay on the ground. Then, Krishna, by his infinite mystic power, caused the chariot to break into pieces. After doing this, Krishna blew his kancha, Panchajana. Now there was a demigoddess named Kotara who was worshipped by Banasura and their relationship was as mother and son. At the moment Banasura's chariot broke into pieces, Mother Kotara became so upset that Banasura's life was in danger that she immediately appeared on the scene. With naked body and scattered hair she stood before Lord Krishna. Lord Krishna did not like the sight of this naked woman, and to avoid seeing her, he turned his face. Banasura, getting this chance to escape Krishna's attack, left the battlefield. All the strings of his bows were broken, and there was no chariot or driver. So
so he had no alternative than to return to his city. He lost everything in the battle. Being greatly harassed by the arrows of Krishna, all the associates of Lord Shiva, the hobgoblins and ghostly Buddhas, praetors and kshatriyas, left the battlefield. Lord Shiva then took to his last resort. He released his greatest death weapon, known as Shiva Jvara, which destroys by excessive heat. It is said that at the end of this creation, the sun becomes 12 times more scorching than usual. This 12 times hotter temperature is called Shiva Jvara. When the Shiva Jvara personified was released, he had three heads and three legs. And as he came towards Krishna, it appeared that he was burning everything into ashes. He was so powerful that he made blazing fire appear in all directions. And Krishna observed that he was specifically coming towards him. As there is a Shivajvara weapon, there is also a Narayanajvara weapon. Narayanajvara is represented by excessive cold. When there is excessive heat, one can somehow or other tolerate it. But when there is excessive cold, everything collapses. This is actually experienced by a person at the time of death. At the time of death, the temperature of the body first of all increases to 107 degrees and then the whole body collapses and immediately becomes as cold as ice. So in order to counteract the scorching heat of the Shiva Jvara, there is no other weapon but Narayana Jvara. When Lord Krishna saw that the Shiva Jvara had been released by Lord Shiva, he released the Narayanajvara. Lord Sri Krishna is the original Narayan and the controller of the Narayanajvara weapon. When the Narayanajvara weapon was released, there was a great fight between the two weapons. When extreme heat is counteracted by extreme cold, it is natural for the hot temperature to gradually reduce. And this is exactly what occurred in the fight between Shiva Jvara and Narayana Jvara. Gradually, Shiva Jvara's temperature diminished as Shiva Jvara began to cry for help from Lord Shiva. But Lord Shiva was unable to help him in the presence of Narayana Jvara. Unable to get any help from Lord Shiva, the Shiva Jvara could understand that he had no means to escape outside of surrendering unto Narayan, Lord Krishna himself. Lord Shiva is the greatest of the demigods, and yet he could not help him. What to speak of lesser demigods? Therefore, Shiva Jvara ultimately surrendered unto Lord Krishna. He bowed before him and offered the following prayer so that Lord Krishna might... My dear Lord, 
I offer my respectful obeisances unto you, because you have unlimited potencies. No one can surpass your potency, and thus you are the Lord of everyone. My dear Lord, I beg to submit that I have been very greatly chastised by the release of your Narayanashvara. It is certainly very cooling, yet at the same time very severely dangerous and unbearable for all of us. My dear Lord, as long as one is forgetful of Krishna consciousness, driven by the spell of material desire and ignorant of the ultimate shelter at your lotus feet, one who has accepted this material body becomes disturbed by the three miserable conditions of material nature. Because one does not surrender unto you, my Lord, he therefore continues to suffer perpetually. O three-headed one, I am pleased with your statement. Be assured that there is no more suffering for you for my Narayanashvara weapon. Not only are you now free from fear of the Narayanashvara, but anyone in the future who simply recollects this fight between Shivishvara and Narayanashvara will also be freed from all kinds of fearfulness. After hearing the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Shivajvara offered his respectful obeisances onto his lotus feet and left. In the meantime, Banasura somehow or other recovered from his setbacks and with rejuvenated energy, he returned to fight. This time, Banasura appeared before Lord Krishna, who was seated on his chariot with many different kinds of weapons in his 1,000 hands. Banasura was very much agitated. He began to splash his different weapons just like torrents of rain upon the body of Lord Krishna. When Lord Krishna saw the weapons of Banasura coming at him, like water coming out of a strainer, he took his Sudarshan discus and began to cut off the demon's 1,000 hands, one after another. just as a gardener trims the twigs of a tree with sharp cutters. When Lord Shiva saw that his devotee, Banasura, could not be saved, even in his presence, he came to his senses and personally came before Lord Krishna and began to pacify him by offering the following prayers on behalf of Banasura. My dear Lord, you are the worshipable object of the Vedic hymns. One who does not know you considers the impersonal Brahma Jyoti to be the ultimate supreme absolute truth. Without any knowledge that you are existing behind your spiritual effulgence in your eternal abode. My dear Lord, you are therefore called Param Brahma. This word Param Brahma has been used in the Bhagavad Gita to identify you. Saintly persons who have completely cleansed their hearts of all material contamination can realize your transcendental form 
although you are all pervading like the sky, unaffected by any material thing. Only the devotees can realize you and no one else. My Lord, I may inform you that this Banasura is very dear to me. He has rendered very valuable service unto me and therefore I want to see him always happy. Being pleased with him, I have given him the promise of safety. I pray to you, my Lord, that since you were pleased upon his forefathers, King Prahlad, Bali Maharaj, you will also be pleased with him. After hearing Lord Shiva's prayer, Lord Krishna addressed him also as Lord and said, My dear Lord Shiva, I accept your statements and your desire for Banasura I also accept. I know that this Banasura is the son of Bali Maharaj and as such I cannot kill him because that is my promise. Yes, I gave a benediction to King Prahlad that all the demons who would appear in his family would never be killed by me. Therefore, without killing this Banasura, I have simply cut off his arms to deprive him of his false prestige. The large number of soldiers which he was maintaining became a heavy burden on this earth, and I have killed them all in order to minimize that burden. Now he has but four arms, and he will remain immortal without being affected by the material pains and pleasures of the body. I know that he is one of your chief devotees. So you can now rest assured that henceforward he need have no fear from anything. When Banasura was benedicted by Lord Krishna in this way, he came before the Lord and bowed down before him, touching his head to the earth. He immediately arranged to bring Aniruddha along with his daughter, Usa, seated on a nice chariot. When they arrived, he presented them before Lord Krishna. After this, Lord Krishna took charge of Aniruddha and Usa, who had become very opulent materially because of the blessings of Lord Shiva. Thus, keeping forward a division of one Akshohini of soldiers, Krishna began to return to Dwarka. The narration of the fight between Lord Shiva and Lord Krishna is not at all inauspicious like ordinary fights. On the contrary, if one remembers the narration of this fight between Lord Krishna and Lord Shiva in the morning and takes pleasure in the victory of Lord Krishna, you will never experience defeat anywhere in his struggle of life. Thank you.